to the Press Box EKDJ's longest running show. We're back for another week, and I am, of course, joined by Sam Pomerant. Hey, yo. Xander Weinberg. What's up? Ben Owen. Here. And, of course, Zachary Beamish. Zero plays on Spotify. Let's go. So the Press Box is now out on Spotify. Nice little plug there. I mean, it could have been more positive. Doesn't matter. You can check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts coming very soon. Under, and a sponsor under, too. Under the name, is it, <laughs> sponsors. Is it just the press box? Is the press box? The press box. Yes. Well, there you go. We're available on there, of course, on radio as well here on CKDJ. Zach, we're gonna hand this over to you since you know you got kind of cut off last week or a little rushed, but we're gonna hand it over to you for the NHL predictions. We're twenty seven days. If anyone got rushed, it was the MLB. So nine minutes. He got eighteen. <laughs> what is this? Well, either way. <laughs> We are 27 days away from the NHL season. Excitement is building. I believe we are going over the Metropolitan Division. And the Atlantic. Atlantic Division. This, the this, entire Eastern Conference. The Eastern Conference this episode. So, Zach, what can the fans expect from these two divisions this year? So, yeah, I'm going to go do what we did last week with the Western Conference and go through the divisions in my projected standings 8 through 1. Uh, we'll start in the Metropolitan Division with the Philadelphia Flyers. The main story of the Flyers this offseason has been their ongoing war with the country of Russia. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, Fedotov's story in Russia, uh, Connor, or anyone. Uh, I am not. Basically, uh, he has a contract in the KHL. He has a contract with the Philadelphia Flyers. The WIHF and the NHL says, hey, um, that contract's invalid, but he's still playing in the KHL, so it's under a ton of... Uh, bad press for the KHL as if it needs it. And if just, he was playing for the Flyers this year, would that move them out of the last spot in the division? No, he's a prospect. So he'd, then, be, he'd be playing in Lehigh Valley. So then, who cares? I think that the Flyers probably care. Ah, who cares yeah. about the Flyers? That's a fair point, actually. Let's move on to Columbus. Because they're a bad team. No one, no one this year. Uh, Columbus. Uh, they had Mike uh, Babcock. No, they don't. <laughs> New stuff that came out about 20 minutes before we record this is that apparently Mike Babcock invited a player to his house, to Bob Babcock's house, for lunch. He didn't look through the player's phone, and then did not give him lunch, and then told the player to leave. I'm insulted that he didn't give him lunch. I think that's the that, big that part. That is that's... the part, for me, that crosses the line. Looking at a phone, that's that's pretty bad. Not giving him lunch when promised, that, that, now, that gets you sent away. Now, did Mike Babcock eat during this? Un, unconfirmed. This is an okay. unconfirmed report by Ryan Whitney. Can I put on a, a prediction of what happened? Here's what I think. He put out two plates. <laughs> <laughs> he put sandwiches on both plates. Okay. He then went through the guy's phone and grabbed the sandwich off the player's plate. And was like, you're not eating. And ate both sandwiches, staring the guy dead in the face. I think that's exactly what happened. What type of sandwich was it? Peanut butter and jelly. Pastrami. We got anyway, anyway, moving on to the Washington Capitals. It was definitely pastrami. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on to the Capitals, which I just have as parentheses old on my sheet. Evo Vetchkin. Avechkin is? is 38 years old. Oh. Doesn't matter. And so is a bunch of other players on this team. John Carlson's getting up there in age. Uh, again, Kuznetsov might not be on the team, might still be doing some uh, illegal substances. He's got the bird celebration, though. He has like, he has a celebration. What else? Nicholas, also, ba- Nicholas Backstrom doesn't even play anymore. He also likes to be as high as a bird. That's true. Very much so. Shout out to Cody Bellinger. <laughs> uh, next up, I have the Islanders. Who uh, have Elias Sorokin and a bunch of mediocrity. Matt Barzell is fairly mediocre right now. But Horvat's overpaid. Harsh. Just ask his own ask his own coach. He's overpaid. But Horvat is overpaid. Um, for sure. They just lack any firepower. They have decent defense. I really like their defense. Pellet, Pellet, uh, Dobson. Um, but they don't have anything on offense. Matt Barzell, Matt Barzell doesn't score goals. But Horvat's overpaid, like I just said. Andres Lee does score goals. But you go through deeper in their lineup, they don't have a lot to like elevate them. Uh, next, I have Pittsburgh, who would be contending for the wild card spot, but I have them missing it. So Ooh. no playoff for Pittsburgh, um, despite getting Eric Carlson, who I I mean it'd be I'm not gonna say it's a take step back necessarily, but he's not gonna score 100 points probably. Um, it's a good trade for them, but again, super old. Malkin's getting up there, Latang is getting up there, Crosby getting up there, and yes, they're still good. But they're still very much getting older, and it doesn't seem like a lot's coming up through the system to help them and like replenish that team. How much is Carlson's salary now? 
somewhere in the ballpark of 11 million dollars. That's still too much. Um, well, if he plays like last year, it's a real great deal. Yeah. It, if. if he plays like that last year, it's paying a market value. Yes, but but it's one of those things where those high level contracts, as much as their market value, you're, they're always worth more than that. Like you have McDavid at twelve mil, you have Carlson at eleven mil. But if there wasn't a cap, if there wasn't a maximum salary, those guys would be getting twenty five mil. Like that's the value they bring to a hockey team in terms of winning. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Anka probably can't afford twenty five million dollar contracts. Mean, no, but you know, he's, sure, Connor McDavid, I would say, is as good a. Uh, hockey player as Chris Boucher is basketball player. That's why they get both paid $12 million. That's such an insult to Connor McDavid. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's such an insult to Connor McDavid. That's an to insult McDavid. to Chris Boucher. How is that an insult to Chris <laughs> <laughs> How, how at all? Le Québécois. Let's move on to the New York Rangers. Splash giant. We're moving on to the New York Rangers. We have decent enough offense, a good offense, Panarin's advantage ad, fantastic goaltending. Uh, they signed Blake Wheeler, which makes them automatically drop down a spot in my standings. So good, hate- good, tr- good contract though. For like, it's Blake Wheeler. Yeah, but league minimum, veteran guy. They they have a lot of young guys that need Blake to learn Wheeler how to play hockey. Blake Wheeler is signed to be the veteran presence, but Blake Wheeler is such a crybaby. He does not offer that veteran presence. Zach, let me ask you a question real quick. A bit off topic. Is this about Chris Boucher? I don't think we could Connor McDavid be top five in the NBA in blocks. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. We gotta speed through this. Like yeah. I don't know. Keep an eye on the clock, man. Yeah, I'm. I'm turning away from the clock right now. Anyway, New Jersey second in the in the Metro. Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, Luke Hughes, Dougie Hamilton, Vitek Vanek is a solid enough goaltender. They're gonna be really good Shame. as long as their goalies stay alive. And uh, Carolina is the top team for me in the Metro. It's not. It's, it's close, but not too close. They're just the full complete package of a team. Dmitry Orlov added to that team as well. Got good goaltending. They're going to be contending for that cup because they need to be. That's where they are as a franchise right now. They need to make the Stanley Cup Finals, but, you know, first things first. Atlantic Division. Montreal's last, almost by default. They're rebuilding in a division where every other team is trying to make the playoffs. Uh, I do like Alex Milcook on this team. I think he's going to offer a lot to them, just not right now. And uh, they'll be contending for probably the first overall pick as the rest of the division kind of bullies them. Seventh, I have Detroit. Uh, I don't even want us to make the playoffs. They Detroit fancies themselves like Buffalo and Ottawa to be pl- uh, playoff contenders, and We're I not. do not see we it. We don't have the depth. They don't have the depth. They do not have the defense. They do not have the goaltending. Look at their defense. A playoff team does not dress both Ben Sherratt and Justin Hall in the same game. Goaltending is better than the Suns, though. That's all I got to say. Uh, I mean, debatable. Billy Huso can play well. Alex McGillifish can play well. I mean, it could be, but I don't know if I see that happening. They've had stretches where they just play amazing. and then True. It, they're streaky. Uh, out of the playoffs, and this would be a slightly hot take, is Boston, uh, who don't have Bergeron, they don't have Krejci, don't have Orlov, don't have Pertuzzi, don't have Taylor Hall, don't even have Nicholas Foligno, um, and simply have been unable to replace them. You can make your memes about top-line center, what, Eric Halla or something like Pavel Zaka, <laughs> something like that. Not what a top tier team has. Still have the reigning Norris, uh, reigning Vesna winner, sorry, reigning Vesna winner in uh, Allmark. Swayman's fantastic as well, but they just don't have any friend of them too much, even with Marchand and Pasternak and uh, McAvoy still there. Death wise, they're not there. In wildcard two in the uh, in the East, and uh, all the playoff teams, and the, all the wildcard teams are in the Atlantic for me. I have Tampa in fifth. I see Buffalo and Ottawa just jumping over them as Tampa starts slowing down a little bit. Again, getting older. Is that a biased take? Sorry? Is that a biased take? Probably. Um, Stanko's getting up there in age, but Kucherov and Vasilevsky are still fantastic. But we'll see, because they keep like losing players out of every orifice. Lost uh, <laughs> Ross Colton. They lost... Uh, Alex Kalorn. They lost Andre Palat last year. They they keep losing their top tier depth, and that's gonna hurt them in the long run. Fourth, and honestly, you can interchange like Tampa, Buffalo, and Ottawa on my list, and probably be right. But I have Buffalo and Wildcard One, who are extremely exciting young core. Darlene Power, Thompson Cousins, Dylan Levi. They're going to be really good. This is the best Buffalo team we've seen in 10 years, although the bar for that is extremely low. Who'd they get this year again? What Some guy mean? fell to them in the draft I'm talking about. I think it was Zach Benson you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, Zach Benson. I think, that's, I think I'm right. Uh, I'm not really counting him as part of their projections. 
there it's gonna come from yeah, makes sense. top tier uh, a top 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 pairing in the league. Uh, uh, if Tate Thompson could play like he did in the first half season, the entirety of the season, and Devin Levi is as good as people think he is. Third in the Atlantic, slightly biased take is Ottawa. This um, is crazy. What do you mean? They still don't have a goalie. The fact they have Corpusala. The fact, the fact that you have Ottawa and Buffalo over Tampa Bay. Thank I you. think tough. I think Thank Tampa you. Bay takes a step back. But how, how big many of a step, step back? back? They're falling backwards at this point. It's a step back, and Buffalo and Ottawa need to take massive steps up. That I think they do. Yeah, what you need is like Tampa Bay to get punched in the gut and fly <laughs> back five yards, uh, and I, I and for Ottawa and Buffalo to get loaded into cannons and shoot <laughs> down the feet. Like this is, look, if you're right. If if this is like Ben's Lakers take and you end up being 100% correct, nothing but respect for you. But Ottawa as a third seed, I don't believe in this team. This team has time and time again been promising and that promise has never been delivered on. I don't know what you think is different this year. I'll be honest. The last couple of years, the promise I think has been completely overhyped. Mm-hmm. The What's promise difference this should year? Not have, I think you're looking at a team, one, it's much more stable goal team with Corpus but we said this three years ago when we brought in Murray. But they were stupid at that point. That was a dumb decision. I'm pretty but, sure but, I heard Corpus you. Corpusala is a much more proven then, goaltender then, than Matt Beamish, Murray what in the last season. Last year, their goalie tenders died. Yeah, but that was still the same promise going into the season. Oh, we'll have more steady goaltending. Cam Talbot will lead this team I, to a championship. I just believe I I just believe in Corpusala more than I do in Cam Talbot or Matt Murray. Okay. One thing I will say, Sam, is they're gonna have another year of chemistry under their guys. They brought in a bunch of new guys. Who was the defenseman that they brought in from the uh, Coyotes? What's his name? J- there's a full year Jake Chikrin, great DDC selfie. Jake Sanderson with another year under his belt. Tim Stutzel is going to be a top player in the league. Barry Kachuk's going to be a top player in the league. Josh Norris, maybe of a healthy season. That is huge. That's possibly, uh, he was on a 40 goal pace one year, uh, just years removed from that. Claude Giroux could still be a very quality player. I like Dominic Kubelik in their bottom six. Um, they need to sign Jane Pento. That's a question mark. But I think they have a top defense in the league with a top top four in the league with Shabbat, Zub, Sanderson, and Chikrin. Flat out top of the league. I don't know about that. I think, they do I think Ottawa has a top, top four. I think they were playing Travis Hamnick. Um, so not very good. <laughs> um I think Ottawa looks to have a top ten defense in the league, and that might be kinda of a little bit short. We'll see what happens. Who's your top two in the division? I got Florida in second. Um they, it's hard to bet against a team that just went to the cup finals, especially with that team with Matt Kachuk on it. The better to Chuck brother. Statistically, yes. Um, also, Spencer Knight is coming back. <laughs> Spencer Knight coming back. It's going to be huge for them. Hopefully, the best for him. And then Toronto. This is the best Toronto team in this entire playoff window. Mm. Without a doubt, this is the best Toronto has ever been. Ilya Samsonov is the best cold in there they've had in a very long time. Adding Tyler Bertuzzi is exactly what the Toronto team needs to take them finally over the hump if this team can make it over the hump. They lost Justin Hall, though. That's addition by subtraction. Very much. Even if they added Klingberg back, who is a very similar player, except he adds a little bit more offensively, but still a defensive liability, I still think that the best Toronto team that we have seen since the early 2000s. This is, this is the year for the Maple Leafs. It has to be, because if it is not, then they might just be screwed. Zach's saying all this, and they're going to get eliminated in the they first round again. They probably will. But not even as a fan of the team, not as a member of Toronto media, this is the best Toronto Maple Leafs team that we have seen in 20 years. Well, that's very exciting. Yeah. Thank you for the stoic way you said that <laughs> sentence. Well, there's, there's, there's definitely a lot to digest in that whole segment, but I think some of those takes are... A little hot, hotter than others, but of hey. course, this is a show for you, the listener, to let us know. You can reach out to us on our socials what you think of, of Zach's shake, takes, rather, if you, if you disagree with some of them. But uh, we'll be back after uh, a quick break here, and we're just going to hop right in to the NBA segment. There has been some trades that maybe you forgot about. I definitely forgot about some of these. So Sam, after this commercial break, will br- bring us in with that. Welcome back to the Press Box. 
Now we're going to fork it over to Xander, who's going to be telling us what's going on in the MLB space. So for the weekly Jays report, it is. Okay, so I don't want to say it's not looking good, but it's certainly not great. Looking it's looking better than last week, to be we, fair. I mean, hey, we swept the Red Sox, which is always good for us. Uh, not saying that the Red Sox are a great team. They're still, somehow they're still like, I, I think they're seventh in the wild card, the Red Sox, which is insane. But um, we got absolutely slaughtered by the Rangers. Absolutely murdered. Which is insane that people are still putting the Jays at number eight in power rankings. <laughs> ben Verlander put the Jays at number seven in front of Texas. So the Jays are ahead of them in the wild card race right now. Yeah, so Jays, but, are, Jays are sitting number two. But Texas com- demolished them. There was like it, multiple, it like every game was, was a 10 run game for pathetic. them. Pathetic. It was Our a pathetic. fell apart into multiple small pieces. It was a pathetic display of athleticism. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was absolutely disgusting you would to think watch. Nick, you would think Nick Castellanos was on the run of his life, hitting home run after home run by the way we were playing. Literally. Uh, so, I don't know what happened in that series, but... Let's let's focus on Boston because that was <laughs> that's what we want to talk about. That's that's the win. Um, Whit Merrifield is our thirteenth inning savior. Uh, I wholeheartedly believe that man could Such carry us to the World hit. Series. Literally, uh, I got so ecstatic when, I would, I would, <laughs> when he hit that single. I would like you to. Uh, I would right like up. to uh, <laughs> shout out my my dad actually, who uh, was crap talking Whit Merrifield that entire baseball game. Was yelling for him to be pinned hit in the thirteenth, and then he immediately walked it off. Yeah. So uh, shout out to my dad who won us the game. Uh, Vladdy, he in the first game, Vladdy hit a three run home run, and that was it for scoring. Mm-hmm. Like absolutely <laughs> Thanks, won that game for Finally us. Finally showing up. Uh, I mean, not to discredit Jose Barrios though, eight oh, strikeouts. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think it went seven innings. Like, but he did incredible. Um, and there's no new additions to the IL, which is what we love to see. Finally, right? <laughs> right? We're actually negative on the whole IL thing. We took a guy off of it. Yeah. Got back Matt Chapman. Yeah. Who, uh, and uh, seems, he's okay. And Danny's Danny Jansen's on the 10 day, and so is Brandon Belt. I mean, I don't see Danny Jansen coming back in 10 days. No. But because it's a finger, and he's a catcher, and the fingers are kind of important. It's an important part of catcher. Uh, let's talk about the wild card a little bit. Action. So the Tampa Bay Rays are the first team to clinch a wild card spot. Now, they every year are the most <laughs> every year they are the most frustrating team in baseball because on paper they are absolute trash, but somehow absolutely kill it every year. So I do have to counter that slightly by saying uh, the Blue Jays are the exact opposite of that. And are more frustrating. Fair enough. I see. I'd honestly, I'd be okay if like a team looks good and then fails, rather than a team that looks bad and succeeds way over expectations. <laughs> it is every year. They'll have some random guy they found out of like the Dominican Republic when he was 13 <laughs> years old, and now he has a 400 average in the ALCS and it's hit three home runs with 16 stolen bases or something stupid like that. It's like that guy in the movie Bench Warmers who <laughs> who pulls out the the paper and it says I am 13 and it's got a picture of him with a beer in his hand. <laughs> this guy is clearly like 45. It's the, it's the players that uh they pretend are literally gay and play in the League <laughs> World Series. <laughs> it's they're like, "Oh yeah, no, this guy's like 20 years old when in actuality he's like 32. He drove here. I think that was like Albert Pujols. I think Albert Pujols was much older than he said he was. <laughs> no, like, I'm not like, even joking you, you about that. You guys are saying he's so young. I just saw him drive up here. <laughs> like, six, 14 years old drive. Yeah. Anyway, back um, on track. Jays are sitting number two right now, which is surprising. I honestly did it, not think this would happen. It, I thought we'd be consistently riding four. I, it does not feel like we deserve to be here. No, absolutely no, not. Not, not uh, especially when Mariners and Rangers are fighting for number three. I, think I we're mean, tied right now for number three with the Rangers. Um, I don't think so. The Rangers are sitting number four, according to the score 
in the standings. Rangers are oh no, they are actually tied. It's eighty two to eighty two sixty eight record for both of them. Okay, we'd smoke them. You would not. Yes, we would. You absolutely is, is, would is, not. Is J Rod like the Chris Boucher of baseball? <laughs> he's the Bobby Boucher of baseball. He's the Bobby Boucher. Yeah. Yeah, we're okay. gonna we're gonna compare one player from every segment <laughs> to Chris Boucher. Today. That was that was the that was the bit I was planning. Correct. It was Joe Biden last week. It's Chris Boucher this week. We're gonna be we're gonna be titling this episode on Spotify the Iliad of Chris Boucher. <laughs> uh, so that's what's going on in the American League. It's it's a dogfight, mm-hmm. except other than Tampa Bay. Uh, I mean, even then, Tampa Bay still fighting with uh, with Baltimore. No, Baltimore's clinched. Uh, they clinched the spot. They clinched number one in the division. Uh, yep, they clinched their spot. Uh, although Houston is sitting eighty-four and sixty-seven and has still yet to clinch their division. Chokers. <laughs> wow, the guys who literally won the World Series last year probably used some garbage cans on the side. <laughs> no, the, Ra- the Rays are only two and a half games back. They. It says the that Baltimore and um, because they're already they've won so many games already, right? They've won ninety four games. I'm looking. Look, Zach. I'm looking here. Here, see, clinched. They've both clinched. So that's an X. Well, that means playoff spot. Y is division. Oh, uh, fair enough. Okay, so that's what I'm well, yeah, but they both clinched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a playoff okay. spot. Um, you guys just got owned on your own podcast <laughs> <laughs> during your segment. The Beamster strikes again. MLB segment, now Zach's. Congratulations. Slowly, every uh, segment of this podcast is just mine. I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) But let's talk about the National League for a little bit. Phillies are sitting at number one, which is almost laughable. Sure. It's, there's the Diamondbacks. Say, okay, I have it on my phone okay, right I'm here. I'm just saying, but on the computer, the Braves look He's talking higher. about wild card. He's talking oh, about wild card. Wild card. I'm okay. not talking about yeah. playoff spots Obviously, right now. Obviously, the Braves okay, are the yeah. best team in Major League Baseball, yeah, but he's yeah. talking about wild card. Yeah. My, my apologies. Uh, my apologies. We'll, right, we'll, right. Get, we'll, get to, we'll get to Atlanta. Don't worry about it. Uh, Diamondbacks sit number two. When did that happen? What do you mean? Dude, the Diamondbacks I don't know. They pulled good. it together this year. Isn't that supposed to be the Padres? Literally. Team with four Whoa. superstars. No, stop picking on Slam Diego. Move on from that. <laughs> just, just move on. Move on and pretend he didn't say anything. And Chicago is currently fighting, fighting with Cincinnati for that third wild card spot. They've actually won. So okay, so the only reason Chicago is in number three right now is because they're sitting at seventy eight, seventy two, whereas Cincinnati has is sitting at seventy nine, seventy three. So it's they're two fun teams too. It's so I I don't know what Chicago's been doing this year. I don't know what kind of milk they've been drinking, <laughs> but they've been doing amazing, and I I love watching the national they have league that, this year. They have that. It's always sunny. Fight milk. That's there you go. That's right. Yep. That's what it is. Uh, and some early World Series predictions. Atlanta, probably the best team I've ever witnessed ever. They're insane. I don't Forever know, insane. I don't know what they are doing this year, but it is absolutely insane. Alex Anthopoulos might be the greatest GM of all time. And, and we let him go. Extremely And, and we let him go. That, that hurts. Classic Jays moment. And, and then you got freaking Olsen hitting 50,000 home runs. Which is crazy. Dude, he was good on Oakland. Don't get me sure. wrong. He was good on Oakland. Where did this come from? This yeah. keeps happening on to Oakland, though. Remember Josh Donaldson in Oakland? Oh, yeah. Well, Left. Won an MVP. <laughs> touch, touch on touch on the Dodgers and and the uh, Baltimore quickly. Did you already do that? I'm literally just about to get oh. to it. Uh, Dodgers, they're good. They're a good team. Don't they are not the oh, best. They're not even close to the best team in the National League. No, no team is close to the National League. Like Atlanta is just so good mm-hmm. that no team can touch them. As good as the Dodgers are, as good as Mookie Betts is. Like they're not gonna win it. They're not. They're not gonna get there. Um, and then my my underdog pick is Baltimore. Who interesting to win the World Series? To win the World That's Series. That's not an underdog pick. Yeah, to win this World Series. Yeah, it is. Oh, A no. team filled with young guys who have <laughs> at least <laughs> pause. Pause. <laughs> guys. <laughs> 
It's, it's, it's a matter of we knew this team would be good. We were surprised they're so good already. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like this team is filled with like twenty year olds. It's absolutely crazy this, how just how good the they've average been. age of this Spend. team. Stop. The average age of this team cannot legally drink in the city of Baltimore right now. Here's Literally. my question: How many teams in the AL East are arguably a top? 10, 15 team in baseball. Three top, of them. Top 15, at least four. Top four? 15, I'd say four. Yankees? I'd say Yankees are 15. Okay. <laughs> if the Yankees are so on the list, they're 15. Three. Yeah, Still, just about geez. it. Which is, Can we it's move? literally, it's always, <sighs> it. my my dad would, was I, talking to me about one year, like even back in the 90s, it was known as the division of death. I would like, like to it was officially, toughest. I would like to officially request that we swap with Atlanta in terms of divisions. <laughs> um, like, I would like to be playing the New York Mets. The I mean, man, we're we're not we're up north. Can we be put in the Central Division? <laughs> the Jays in almost any other division are one or two, literally, yeah. and they're struggling to stay in third. They, and I'm not even talking about like with a different level of competition. Just their win loss record, which would probably be better if they had to play less games against the Orioles and the and, Rays. And even the Yankees. And Rays. even the Yankees. I mean, Soon look, to be it would be Expos. tough to not play those games against the Red Sox. Well, no, they, they just, no, they that, just, they they just, just put out a stadium. deal for a new stadium. They got a new stadium. Oh, oh my God. Why? They're staying in Tampa. No. St. No Petersburg forever. No I'm glad we can break that news on the press box. <laughs> that broke well, yesterday? Yeah, to broke, yeah, Connor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, 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 anyways, well, folks, that's gonna do it for the MLB segment. I know the last segment I said we'll be with Sam for NBA. I lied. He had to go for a little toilet break. But for the third segment, Sam now to go poopy. We. <laughs> Sam to go poopy. I saw him in the now bathroom. Now we will be with Sam <laughs> after this short commercial break. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. To the press box. It's the NBA segment. League, I don't know how long till the league's getting back underway, Sam. I don't know if you can. October 24th is the start of the season. I'm not Sam Pomerant, but I know because I'm in a fantasy basketball league. Well, there you go. I love the intensity already in the segment. It's been a very interesting offseason. We've already made two Chris Boucher comparisons to this show alone. I'm going to make more. Tell us what's, you know, give us maybe a recap and tell us what we can maybe look forward to in this coming season. So this year, it it feels like there was a lot of talk of players who didn't move this offseason. Damian Lillard still hasn't moved out of Portland. James Harden, loyal, which is not his fault. Daryl Morey, a liar, while he was in China, still which in Philadelphia, shouldn't have been fined 100k. Wild. He shouldn't have been fined 100k. That's crazy. But they stayed, and all the discussions have been about them. There hasn't been enough discussion about the players that did end up moving. That started way early in the off season, and it was absolutely nuts. The first thing no. to note is that the the Washington Wizards. Are going to be the worst team in basketball this year. What do you mean? Uh, they've been the worst team yeah. in basketball wait, wait, hold on for a second. years. Hold a second. Hold on a second here. Are you forgetting who their shooting guard is? We'll get to him. We will get to him. Okay. You'll good. have a second good. to talk about good. it. Good. You would know that if you uh, checked the outline of the show that uh, we sent you. <laughs> yeah, come on, Zach. What? So, All right, continue, like Sam. Sorry. Nothing. Sorry about Zach's interrupt. Bradley Beal, Kirstap Porzingis. Those were their two guys last year. Even though they weren't good, they had those two guys. They're gone. Bradley Beal shipped off to Phoenix. Chris Epperzingis off to Boston. The Boston trade was interesting. I know there was a lot of movement at the last minute. Who was going? Who was staying? Ended up Marcus Smart heading in a three-team trade as part of that to the Grizzlies. And by uh, the Grizz, which is why Tyus Jones in that trade goes uh, to Washington. Who? Tyus Jones. Who? Good point. Thank He's you. a good point guard. What are you? Hold on a second. He's a, he's a decent point guard. He doesn't fill a Chris Dapporzingis-esque hole in your lineup. I would have took him over Schroeder this year for the Raptors. Okay, great. I'm Before glad we got that. after the World Cup. <laughs> True. Yeah. True. Thank so, you. Washington does 
acquire some stuff because that Bradley Beal trade that brought Chris Paul to Washington. We were excited. Oh, how will Chris Paul do in Washington? <laughs> Immediately he is gone. He's traded to the Warriors for Jordan Poole. Which I, I just want to say, this is also breaking news to me. I did not know Jordan Poole is now Washington Wizard. Jordan Poole is a winner. No winter. way you didn't know that until now. I did not know that until that, now. That's ridiculous. Chris I didn't Paul. Know that but now. like that's the whole point of this segment. <laughs> Some people might not remember this stuff. I remember Chris how? Paul going to the that was like Warriors, that, but Honestly, the, the fact three big ones was Chris Paul, Jordan Poole, and Bradley Beal getting moved. How did you miss the Jordan Poole one? Now, let's be real. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's probably because Jordan Poole is not actually a difference maker. <laughs> but but the amount of memes made about Jordan Poole <laughs> made him relevant. If memes were value, then Bull Bull would actually be a good player in He's basketball. He's going to average 30 in Jeremy Washington. Lin- he, would be a Hall of Famer. Bull Bull did end up in Phoenix, which some people think will fix it, their problem. Really? Yeah, but some That's people a good think move. Of, How did you not know that? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that, some face. people... We're saying that's going to fix their problem at center, but this is the same thing that happened with Mobamba and the Lakers, where they ended up riding the bench and not doing much. The reason they weren't playing much in Orlando wasn't because Orlando had too many bigs. It's because Orlando was bad, and they were too bad to play for the Magic. Well, I, I don't think necessarily the Suns have an issue with their bigs. Well, the, I just the think, issue is that DeAndre Ayton might leave halfway through the season. Yeah, I think I, he's entitled to. I um, mean, they, and I don't, I don't think it's because they're bad. I think it's because the Magic sucks at. Developing players. Then why did Mobamba? But like that's the thing. Mobamba then went to the Lakers and didn't do anything. Like I, these aren't difference makers on winning teams. Okay, he got like these what? Are, didn't he get shipped like just before the trade deadline? Yes, but but the point is still that like Bull Bull <laughs> isn't going to be a difference maker in Phoenix. There's no reason to think that he would be. The only reason well, is he was that, a difference maker in Orlando. I think. Yeah, but for like the starting, difference, he was starting to lift off at the end. A hundred percent. I don't believe it. I don't think, especially because <laughs> the difference between Orlando and Phoenix is so much. He's the expectation for Phoenix was that they could maybe make it to fight for the 10th seed. Okay, at least... The it... expectations for Phoenix, when you have Devin Booker, you have Bradley Beal, you have Kevin Durant, you have DeAndre Ayton, is zero defense, but somehow a championship. At least, at least give them this. It's better than what they had on their bench beforehand. Sure. Last year, they destroyed. They went from being one of the deepest teams in the NBA to trading all that depth to get Kevin Durant to make it to the same place they were the year before in the playoffs. It'll be interesting to see how that Phoenix team comes together. I think there's an issue of no point guard. I think there's an issue of no defense. We'll see how it no works bench. out. Yeah, like there's so many issues, but I also like... You know, this might be a team that just like scores 180 points a game because you have Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant. Can you you realistically tell me what you think Kevin Durant's going to do? Because I drafted him in fantasy (laughs) and and immediately regretted the decision. 60 games played, 27 and a half, six and a half rebounds, and a block. There's new rules around load management, so we'll see. Kevin Durant's going to be, he's good. He's always good. That's like the The issue is. Is he going to get injured, Sam? Probably not. That is all I need to know. He's been (laughs) relatively healthy post his knee injury. He rehabbed very well. He'll be good. Thank you. No worries. He's getting injured. Uh, He's getting injured. He's getting injured. Just because you said that. I think Jordan Poole in uh, Washington is going to do. He's on the rocket. Wizards. Him is he's gonna make no difference. That team's gonna be awful. It's crazy that they're uh, they blew the team up the year after Victor Wembanyama was a prospect. Uh, yep. Good for them. Interesting choices. They I, were like three arguably number one options uh, in the draft this year. Not so much that, uh, last year. This not so much this year. Interesting choices from Washington. He's gonna average thirty. Wembanyama? No. Pool. Oh, okay. there's no one else on the team. There's no one else. No Sam, it's both gonna... of those takes would have been awful, Listen, and somehow pools is worth. If if, if, if the District of Columbia is anything like Columbia, pool will be balling. That's Jeez. all I'm gonna say. Uh, the Rockets also were team making some big moves. They've got their young core. Those are the players of the future there. They need to fill up, get to the cap floor, and they signed two guys who were just going to chuck the ball. million Dylan Brooks. Constantly. They brought in Dylan Brooks. Brooks <laughs> Dylan in a trade. D- Dylan Brooks, he'd be hella reading. You have his boxing gloves. Hella studious. He should have been the MVP of the uh, FIBA tournament. And they brought in. He got third. They brought in Fred Van Vliet. I I'm think, so glad we didn't sign him. I think that's good. I'm curious about the decision-making process there. Because you've got those young guys in Houston. That's clearly the future of the franchise. They're not a win-now team. But I don't think Dylan Brooks and Fred Van Vliet are the people to bring in a winning a culture Schroeder to A Schroeder would have been nice. A Tyus Jones would have been nice. Guys who can actually play make at the point guard position. Fred's just a jack and 
everything up. We, I we'll get we'll get, we'll get we'll get pause. We'll get to <laughs> the Raptors without Fred Van Vliet in a second. Uh, I do think Houston's still going to be bad. I don't think Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks are going to change much for this team. But I think it'll be interesting to see how Fred Van Vliet does out of Toronto in a new system. It'll be interesting to see how many games Dylan Brooks gets suspended this year. All of this, I'm curious to see in Houston. They're again, like Washington, they're just going to be bad. They're not going to be a, a team that puts together a winning culture this year. Hurts Jalen Green's development so much that you decided to bring in a shot chucker like Fred. That is what I'm most worried about, is that Fred Van Vliet will keep the ball out of the hands of people who need it. Uh bring VC out of retirement at this point. I do think there's an interesting thing before we get to the oh, Raptors. please. Please don't say you're going to bring Vince Carter out of retirement. <laughs> what? Because well, he goes bring VC back, and you're like, well, there's an interesting thing. <laughs> Please. Uh, I just want to quickly note this because I was going through all the trades that Patty Mills got traded three times this offseason. Chris Boucher is getting traded. He started off with the Nets. They trade him to the Rockets. He then gets traded from the Rockets to the Thunder as a part of that Dylan Brooks three-team trade. And then, like, four days later, he gets traded from the Thunder to the Hawks. I'm curious how many times he purchased uh, somewhere to live. <laughs> he probably rented. After the second one, he probably just rented he's like, a I'm spot. Not, he's staying in an Airbnb in Atlanta he right now. He simply doesn't have the time to look at this point. Uh, let's get to the Raptors. Uh, so, as mentioned, Fred Van Vliet no longer there. The only other... Grady Dick! My bad. Go the ahead. only other... <laughs> Piece that they King lost was Delano Lurie. Banton. He went to Boston. Uh, okay. I think Delano Banton's not a huge loss no, to the team. He I, was always someone who I thought could maybe develop into a solid bench player who can bring some energy off the bench. I literally he might do that in existed. Boston. Um, then maybe stop talking. Uh, he might be a difference maker oh! in uh, Boston as, a, as, again, a solid bench player. He can move the ball around. He's got some exciting energy. Uh, they kept Chris Boucher. They kept uh, most of their core, brought in Dennis Schroeder, and of course, as Ben mentioned, Grady Dick. What is worrying to me is, is the biggest problem with the Raptors. There's still a clog at the forward position. Not even that. The biggest problem with the Raptors last year was they can't shoot. They don't have spacing. And this offseason... That's why they drafted Grady Dick. But this offseason, they got rid of their best shooter. Uh, um, streaky. He was streaky. But he was still their best shooter. OG I'd like, I never like, shot at the three as at I like Gary well. more. But Gary is so streaky. Gary is like, if Gary hits his first three shots of the game, he's going to score 25 or they're going to win. If he misses the first shot of the game, he's going to score eight points. I was Fred, though, too. But Fred, at least, his high was higher, and his lows, he at least still was, was providing. Lower. But his lows, he was still providing good defense. Gary Trent wasn't. I wouldn't say good defense. He was able to, when, what year are you talking about? Last year? Last year. But I think last year the whole team was a dysfunctional mess. I want to see Siakam going. So, I love him. I love him. Believe me, I love him. But I think the question in Toronto. I'm ready for all-star Scotty, though. I'm The question in Toronto is what level is this team supposed to be at this year? This is seat? not a championship team. No. The question is, I don't even know if this is a play-in team. They don't have, like Dennis Schroeder, he showed how he played in the World Cup. Maybe he'll come over and do the same here. Completely revitalize, completely MVP, change everything. Change the Toronto Raptors history. I, but he hasn't done that much in the NBA. Grady Dick so, could be great. He's a mid-first round pick, though. Any expectation of him changing the team is way too high Year one is crazy. Exactly. Scotty Barnes, there's always talk. He's going to be our point guard. We haven't seen him play point guard well enough well, we got rid up of until this date. So, Sam, who do you think they need to bring in to elevate themselves? What Dame are some, time. No. What are some reasonable trade prospects I, for Toronto to grab? Damian Lillard. The, the, well, so the, the, talk, the talk with Lillard is that it, if he's going to Miami. Scotty's going. Is that it could end up being a three-team trade and a third party could get Tyler Harrow. He's someone who the Raptors have been interested in before. I'd be curious to see how he fits with this lineup. I don't think there's a ton available that can fix the Raptors. I think what happened is that the Raptors had this idea. What if everyone was a forward? <laughs> <laughs> and it might not have been the best idea. But I wish hey, it, small ball worked in Houston. It did not work in Toronto. <laughs> but it's not even small ball. Like they had James Harden there. We don't have a James Harden. Scotty Barnes. So we'll see if Scotty plays that way this year. 
What I do think is the Raptors are not looking like a winning team right now. You know what I think we should do? Sign Mike D'Antoni. Bring in that ISO play with James Harden. Substitute James Harden for Scotty Barnes and just let him cook. I, I could care less whether he's shooting 30%. Just let him get some shots up. Because the shots up he gets per game, Sam, is ridiculous. He'll go from 15 to 3. It's That might be what we need. We got or a new, trade Siakam. We got a new coach that you know got us in trouble because we took over. Was it from the Knicks that we stole documents <laughs> from? Like, you know, there's espionage now in the Raptors. I'm not excited for this season. I'm incredibly nervous. I think they'll be bad and frustrating to watch. But And we don't even have our pick. Yeah. Well, it's top five protected. We'll see what happens. Just bring back Serge Ibaka's cooking show. That's all I ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, after this break, we'll be back with, you know, some people look forward to this segment. Others don't. But either way, it's Ben Owen, and he'll be doing the weekly roundup of what happened this week in the NFL. So stay tuned. Final segment, Ben. What happened this week in the NFL? We had a um, terrible Monday Night Football games. Zach has been complaining about it all day. I, I, uh, 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 absolutely Maybe gross. the dumbest game of football I have ever watched in my life. Between, of course, the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers. But can can we no can, can, can we first can we first put our prayers out to Nick Chubb. Yes. Because yeah, that was absolutely God gross. God's knee destroyed again. Everyone's like, yeah, he's going to be out with a, just with a just knee. Dislocated. Just, just a dislocated yeah. knee. The, but, every ligament, every tendon in that knee is destroyed. You know what he's I a, liked? Uh, as I wow, liked, you liked him tearing <laughs> his knee up, Sam. Wow. <laughs> this guy, get a load of this Sam, guy. I know you're going with this. You don't like that ESPN did not show the clip. That's I like that they didn't show the clip. Because yeah. this Joe was a Buck big was thing a real one for that. last year when Tua went down. Yeah. And, <laughs> and they just... And they showed the worst moment, which is A, <laughs> like difficult to watch and can be triggering for people. And I'm glad that they've learned their lesson and are not just showing the most gratuitous injuries on national television. Of course, Adam Schefter had to go tweet out something stupid. Yeah, Adam Schefter's a dumbass. What did he <laughs> say again? For God's sake. You can I, say you that can on radio. Say that. You can say that you on radio. You can say that. I, what did he say again? Dumb I butt. missed that. He's a dumb butt. He's a dumb guy. <laughs> what a silly, quirky guy. Uh, can we just skip over Monday night? Like, nothing happened there that was it's of a, any well, interest. This, it, was the, I wanted, it, it was a Chris Boucher being bad football. Okay. This is we what went I, four for four, everybody. <laughs> we this hit is, for the cycle. This is what I wanted to bring up, though. I, there was a missed PI call at the end of the game, and I, there was another one this week with the Broncos. Yeah, that was They threw crazy. up a Hail Mary, mm. and then... I I don't I rem, I think it was a tight end who caught it bounced off two defenders and the tight end caught it and when they were going for two Sutton was just clearly yanked yeah. and grabbed and there was no call yeah you know there was another missed call on a key game key key play of a game that Ben seems to be avoiding talking about <laughs> no but that a wasn't a pi call miss, oh you're right very different a that wasn't a pi holding call. call I'm glad he brought this up where. Uh, I I actually I have, I have a fun story about this. I was watching the game. Okay. Uh, it was Lions Seahawks. Uh, I see that hold. Good game, by the mm -hmm. way. That 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 play. I immediately get into a group chat uh, with uh, Ben and CKDJ's uh, Detroit Lions fan Owen. They do exist. Uh, <laughs> and I just I just went into the group chat and said, "Hey, was that holding?" And then left. And then I just sat out of the group chat. <laughs> I think it was just pure of Geno's speed. I mean, Gino, but I mean, I've seen those post uh, workout videos that he's been posting on his Instagram. I mean, yeah, let's pull those up. Ben, I don't think okay he has any. I was just making ben, that up. It's okay to admit that the Seahawks are bad and that the refs messed up, and that's why they won. I don't think it was I'm, a, I'm a, that I'm bad honestly, of a missed call, though. I'm surprised that the Seahawks gave you that call when Geno Smith interrupted the referee talking to the entirety of America. I mean, that was the best was part hilarious. of this Sunday. Yeah, that I'm, was I'm talking to America. Talking to America right well, now. I mean, only second, only up, only up by Bill Belichick's throwing of a challenge that flag. Was, that out was of so his socks. awesome. That was good. Out of his socks. So, anything he, else? He on? always does that. There's several clips of him just whipping out of his sock and throwing it on the ground. <laughs> and <laughs> it's so funny. Anything else on Monday Night Football? Um, just bad games. I mean, Bryce Young played bad, but he's a rookie. Yeah. There's, there, 
that de- Saints defense is also incredible. You're asking a lot for the kid to just go Bust. in there. So if if we're done with Sunday, Bust. I feel like we're going back, you know, linearly. We've we've got to talk about uh, current MVP favorite. Justin Fields? Star. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I love to get sacked. What was it? Five times a <laughs> game? Was, uh, you see the picky through the little... No, we're talking about MVP frontrunner Tua Tagovailoa. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Sunday Night Football, a dominant uh, performance. How about how charging about... down the field? Yeah, sure. Did we get a, a kick blocked? Yeah, I didn't love that. Did we let Matt Jones kind of pick apart our defense for see, a while? That wasn't good either. Did you see the Pat McAfee uh, analyzing of that kick though? No, because the it was a the, crazy kick block. The guy, yeah. the guy who held it, gave it away. Like he. He was too, like, because, so Pat McAfee said the big thing was he stopped and he went, okay. And then they snapped the ball, which obviously it's like a clear signal. Mm. The guy was watching him and just whoop. Plus it was classic Belichick. That man loves his special teams. But can't coach the (laughs) offense. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Steve Belichick. I mean. He did did assign Matt I mean, Tom Brady kind of did that for him and now Tom Brady's gone. But I think. Uh, ah, man, that I dolphin, gotta develop that, that my quarterback are, again. That Damn. this Dolphin team is two and zero, oh, and every time I watch them, I am so nervous because this defense is atrocious. Are you nervous every time Tua gets on the yes. field, or are you uh, nervous you know, watching I, the so defense? So I was nervous after Week One because he got sacked zero times, and I was like, man, that first hit's gonna be scary. He got sacked against New England. He got back up again and played good in the second half. Are so, you at all talking about that? New I'm calling it. Are you at all talking about that Jalen Waddles and concussion protocol right now? Uh, I mean, that's not ideal. The good news is gonna be we still week. have Tyreek Hill. <laughs> yeah, Jalen uh, Waddle. M- actual MVP. I'm just talking about Jalen Waddle might not play, and you're like, they have Jalen Waddle. What? What do you mean? He was talking. He's in concussion protocol. Yeah. Oh well, never mind. But he's still he's still on the team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I, mean? I th- I'm not too worried. I mean, I, I hope he gets better. It's never good when any player goes into concussion protocol. Uh, but I hope th- I hope that he's okay because it would be a great bonus to have him on the field. But uh, for the team, I mean, look, as long as Tyreek Hill can still catch the football and Tua is conscious, this team has a chance to score a lot of points. Just, you know who looked like a great— That's a big ass, you know, Sam, Tua to be conscious. You know what team looks good for a half of a game yes, uh, on Sunday, though? The New York football giants. Well, yeah, before, the, we move on, before we move on, I just want to say congratulations to Xavier Howard. He has four women pregnant at the same time. <laughs> what? That is a, I'm buying a jersey. What? I'm buying a jersey. That is an unheard stat. So. Owens his own ice cream store and has four and women pregnant at the same, at the same time. time. That's crazy. And he got an interception on Sunday. <laughs> Congratulations, DPOY. DPOY. He's like a, he's like a different version Whoa. of Philip Rivers. Oh, he's letting That's something crazy. go. Hey. I don't know. TJ Wait. TJ Watt just got was his 81st sack. He's been in the league since 2017. And uh, oh. 81 and a half. He's been in yeah, the but, league yeah, but, since 2017. Xander. Yeah, yeah, Xander. Have him on my fantasy team, legend. How many baby mamas he got? It's not four. <laughs> not four at the same time. Not one. Not two. Not three. <laughs> I like how you were calling me the loud one earlier when I literally have not peaked past yeah, minus but we, six. But we talk about baby mamas. <laughs> this is real talk. Put him in the hall. Give him his jacket. That, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what I want to talk about anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is Ben's segment, isn't let's, it? Let's talk that, was, about, that was honestly let's, the Chris Boucher. Let's segment. talk about Five or four. Five for four. Five for four. The numbers work. Yeah, so the Buffalo Bills bounce back. Let's go. <laughs> Against the Raiders so and Josh Jimmy Allen Garoppolo. So is actually good when he knows how to throw a ball to not the other team three times. But, you know, it was It's my new favorite bit when every time I talk about Josh Allen, I refer to him as the most overrated quarterback He's in not. football. Bottom five. He's uh, not. Bottom five. Bottom five. Bottom five. Who, are you ta- who are you taking? If you're building a franchise, you're taking Josh Allen or... Zach Wilson. <laughs> okay, that's Bro, different though. I'm taking Zach Wilson. I'm taking Zach Wilson because of the jersey sales. Is this? Uh, I mean, yeah, the money. Isn't Josh the Allen money. Like the third most popular player. Yeah, but I gotta spend more but, money. But has on has Josh Allen ha- had entanglements with his mom's best friend? <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you that. Speaking of entanglements uh, with Wilson, um, no. with one of your friends' moms, Xander, do you have anything to say about this weekend? Wow. <laughs> Let me tell you about Ben's mom. <laughs> Okay. We thank you for listening to the press box. Uh, oh my God. 
Yo, we're, okay. We're just let's you know, let's we're just get back on topic of football. No, I, I don't think we can. No. Well, no. Let's just end it. Let's just end yeah. it here. Thank you guys yeah. so much for listening. We didn't even talk about the Bengals. To I had something I to say. I was going to say, Xander, what do you want to say no, about the Bengals? I had something to say about the Bengals. <laughs> okay, we'll say it. So, I, so Joe Burrow has been absolutely awful, as we Wait, all know. <laughs> so has, bad. However, start. however, in the first two games of his entire career, he is one and seven. He's bad. He is bad in the first two games of his he's career. Also, he's like training camp. He's, he's also hurt. nursing that calf injury that, hey, looked, right? that I think is worse than he thought. He looked he looked shaky out there. He does look shaky. His, his leg's not looking good. It is to the point where you wonder, they're paying him so much money. Yeah. You have to put him on the bench next week. If his if his leg is hurt, yeah, you're gonna. I think only you need to make, like give him a cause deep. Damage. Who's their backup? You need to give him a deep look. Uh, I'm their backup actually. Oh, okay. I'm gonna yeah. be starting for Cincinnati next week. Uh, Colin and Fitzmagic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who's out there on the QB Nathan market. Rourke. Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> <laughs> Let's drop that bomb in the podcast now. Let the Ravens know. Wait, who? Which team was it? I don't know. Oh, he let the know that the jet. He let the Jets know that he was available. The Jets, however, did not care. Uh, <laughs> here's my thing about Colin Kaepernick. Should have been in the league eight years ago. Bring back Joe now. Flacco. He's, now he's Bring like 35, and his whole thing was athleticism, and he hasn't played professional football in eight years. The movement is good. I'm for everything yeah, he stands yeah, yeah, yeah. for. He's not an NFL quarterback me, anymore. He hasn't been one for four years. <laughs> hey, I'm saying, RG three. Let's run it back, baby. Okay, that, that's almost worse than bringing it back. <laughs> Andrew Lux coming back, boys. Cameron Newton. He's still in the league. Cam is, Newton might not be a bad Who signed Cam Newton this offseason? No, no one. one. No that one. might be a decent pickup. I don't think anyone signed Cam Newton. That might Cam be a Newton. decent pickup. But he's always in shape, too. That might actually be a decent pickup for the Jets or someone. Because God knows Zach Wilson can't throw the football. But can Cam Newton? We saw him in it, New England. It, yeah, it doesn't look like anyone has. But up. it's all about locker room energy, guys. Exactly. And who's gonna dance? Remember when he invented the dab? Him, him. Cam Newton's a good quarterback. Well, folks, <laughs> I miss was... MVP Cam. He was good. It was, and he was fun to can watch. Can we segue out of the show now, please? Peak NFL was 2016 with OBJ and Cam Newton. <laughs> yep. Uh, peak peak NFL was. 1972, the Miami Dolphins go undefeated <laughs> and win the Super Bowl. All Sam right, was yeah, actually yeah. alive to see I've this moment. I've had enough. All right. I don't know. I think peak was when the when the Patriots almost went perfect and the Giants spoiled their perfect run. That was pretty cool, I think though. that was peak That's NFL. Fun. That's pretty fun. It was we also got... it was also pretty fun when um the Bills were up with 14 seconds left. Okay. <laughs> it was also pretty the show everyone's mic is off it's just me that was this week's press box i do not need to be reminded of that travesty but we'll be back next week for some more spot or uh, sports talk thank you guys so much for joining us and of course we are out now on apple podcast and spotify under the press box we will see you all next week <laughs> <laughs>